Hey guys, we're back with Joey Kicks, because he is, was such a hit last time. Joey was on our very first episode, took a vacation, came back last episode, and everyone loves him, apparently, because I got a bunch of emails saying that it was one of the best uh, podcasts we've had thus far. So hopefully this one will be as much as a hit as it was before, unless uh, Joey is a one-and-out champion. Yeah, well, that's what, what most of the women say about me, but uh, I'll try to make it better for you guys. <laughs> women, huh? I thought you had a girlfriend, Joe. I know, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. I threw you under the bus there. <laughs> All right, we're, we'll talk about, real quick, the Ultimate Fighter finale main event, Roger Huerta versus Clay Guida, El Matador versus Carpenter. Who do you think is going to take this one? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Clay Guida just because he's more established, and I think uh, even in the fights that he's lost, like Dean Thomas and Tyson Griffin, I thought he could have taken those decisions. So anyway, against the upper echelon fighters, I think he's done really well, and Huerta hasn't yet proven himself to me, so I'm going to go with Clay Guida. Although, if Huerta won, I would not be surprised. I'm going to sit back and enjoy that one. I'm a fan of both. Uh, Huerta, he's exciting, and I don't know. Him and Cuegrita, anything anything they're involved in usually ends up being an exciting fight. I believe that he defeated Tyson Griffin in that uh, epic battle of MMA at its finest. I think it was the match of the year, and I thought that he won it. Not Tyson. Not taking anything away from Tyson Griffin because he deserves to be where he's at. And we all know about Frankie Edgar. He's a badass fighter, and he subsequently defeated Tyson Griffin. Also on the show will be Jared Rollins versus War Machine, John Copenhaver. Troy Mandalones will be taking on Richie Hightower. Roman will be taking on Dorian Price. And Jonathan... The Road Warrior Goulet take on Paul Giroff. If I said that right, I don't remember how to say his last name. <laughs> Anyways, they're going to be on the Ultimate Fighter finale, which will be on December 8th, 2007 at 9 p.m. It'll be one of the last events uh, along with UFC 79. Speaking of UFC 79, Joe, it's going to be Vanderlei Silva versus Chuck Liddell. Big match, dream match two years ago. Maybe not as important as it would have been two years ago, but still nonetheless, you got Chuck Liddell versus Vanderlei Silva. What do you think of that? Well, I think if uh, Chuck Liddell is not doing any crackers, smoking any <laughs> weed, I think he'd win. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now Nate, Nate Diaz swears by by the weed. So, uh, and you can see how much it helped him against KJ Noons, who took his belt and basically dominated him. So, 
<laughs> I can't believe you said that. <laughs> All right, so what do you think? You what, what do you think, Chuck Liddell or Vandalay? I'm going to have to go with a, if a 90% Chuck shows up against a 90% Silva, which might be the case, I'm going to have to go with a 90% Chuck because they're both uh, pretty much strikers, and I think Liddell has a little bit more power. Also on the show is Sokaju, and he's taking on Machida, who's undefeated. Sokaju, I believe he's a top five in his division. What do you think of that bat match? Um, it's a as well. I think Sokaju might pull it off. He seems more like a stronger fighter, but Machida's got a pretty good ground game, I believe, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, but Sokaju is pretty damn good in judo, so. Uh, Sokaju? Soko, Soko judo. He's good at judo. <laughs> Not bad, man. And um, the African assassin, I think he'll take it uh, against Machida. And also, they took out Sarah, who's from the uh, main event of that because of an injury. So it's going to be GSP versus Matt Hughes. For the interim welterweight title. What do I think about that? Well, I think uh, some people worry that St. Pierre might not be in shape, but I heard he's been working out because he had a feeling that one of them might pull out due to injury. He'd be the first likely candidate to replace them. So I think uh, he's basically going to win the same way he won the second fight and actually the first the first fight until they got armbarred. Basically, he's going to dominate it on the feet, standing up, and then uh, obviously his takedown defense is pretty getting pretty darn good as we saw him go perform against Koscheck. He's able to prevent Koscheck from taking him down, and in fact, took Koscheck down himself. So I'm going to go with St. Pierre dominating again. Yeah, um, I- I'm going to go with GSP. Though this will be definitely a pay-per-view that I. Will not regret paying for. The last one, however, I do. Bisbing versus Rashad as the main event. Ed, a bunch of forgettable fights. Two losses in a row for Bisbing. I said two because he lost him Hamill. There's no doubt in anyone's mind, I don't think. What did you think of the pay-per-view? I wish I had spent my money on 40 hot dogs or something like that. <laughs> 40 hot dogs. Actually, I didn't, I didn't find that match to be that boring. I mean, I kind of enjoyed it because I can tell that, you know, they've both come a long way since the Ultimate Fighter finales that they're on. I actually think they're decent fighters. But um, I think Bisbing will probably have to drop down to 185 to be a contender for a bit. Um, if you can't do that, then you should probably drop down to 125 <laughs> and fight. <laughs> You know what he has to do? He's going to have to leave his training camp in England and fight full-time in Big Bear with Quinn Jackson. That's uh, what... I still think he would have to drop down to 185 and be a contender for a belt. Now, um, I mean, he's technically a contender right now, but I mean, I don't think he'll ever win it at 205. Now, if any of you fighters are listening, please 
Don't kill me. <laughs> I live in Mexico. <laughs> oh, no. Are you keeping this on the air, by the way? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, you know what was the most boring fight? Would have to be Parisian versus Chonin. Chonin came out, looked like he was in a WWE pay-per-view <laughs> with his costume, but I find that entertaining. Some people don't, but whatever. He came out, took on Parisian, and it ended up being three rounds of me not paying attention and playing on the computer. So. Yeah, while you were playing on the computer, I was playing Yahtzee with my neighbor, Timmy. <laughs> you were playing Yahtzee? <laughs> so I didn't really pay attention to that fight either. <laughs> So, I don't know, the, I don't, I can't remember, probably the most entertaining fight would have been the, the preliminary fight that they showed at the end after the Bisbing-Rashad match. Uh, what's the kid's name who beat Jens Pulver? Uh, Paul Miller? No. Joe Lozon. Lozon, that's it. Uh, him t taking that rear naked choke on the dude from the uh, warrior camp or whatever, but that was pretty. That was pretty entertaining. But other than yeah, that, I, I usually never badmouth professional fighters. Cause I think anyone that gets in the cage or ring is, you know, pretty good in my book. But uh, that guy was eighteen and zero. I mean, who the heck did he fight? Did he really fight nothing but midgets? Because <laughs> he was. One of the worst people I've ever seen fight in the UFC. No offense to him. I'm sure he can beat up a lot of, you know, young girls or something. But <laughs> I don't think he's better than the UFC. No, dude. If you watch some of the early UFC, those guys, some of those guys were horrible. Uh, they still probably beat this guy. <laughs> I mean, when he was striking, it looked so weird. And then he tried to do a strike on those on and fell down. <laughs> and then his... He didn't even know what to do on the ground. <laughs> you know Maybe what? I didn't, I didn't know Lozon yeah, was... He's on Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Well, you know what, though? Lozon's been training with VJ Penn. The, ki the kid, the guy didn't have a chance. I shouldn't say kid because he's, what was he, almost 40 years old, right? So, he didn't have a chance. Yeah, but he looked like he didn't even, he's never even taken a Jiu-Jitsu class before in his life. Well, you know, fighting uh, Lozon who's badass enough to beat Jens Pulver on his UFC debut, and training with BJ Penn can make some guys who are pretty good look that way. Get pumped up! It's Code 3, Fight Club Radio. We're, we're going to start promoting fights between the dog and the owner. <laughs> What's Code 3, Fight Club Radio? Who what do you want to do? I don't know, like, you know, I need to know. What are you doing? Oh, Frank Craig, yeah, I mean, well, I think he's going to be better for, you know, Code 3, Fight Club Radio. Available on iTunes. Subscribe today. Killing it on the airwaves. Code 3, Fight Club Radio. I talked about, Clay, in my opinion, Clay Guida versus Tyson Griffin was the match of the year. Who do you pick? I'm about to pick uh, Joe Lazar against the Smurf that he fought in the last event. <laughs> Shut I up. That was just amazing event. <laughs>
was able to last that long. <laughs> All right, seriously. Just kidding, but for real, I'm going to think of a match that I loved a lot this year. I'm going to have to go with... Pause. Edit. i got to think about this one, man, for real. Hold on. <laughs> Pause. Edit. Seriously, with the... Um... With the Tyson Griffin Clay Guida fight, I got that on my TiVo. It's been showed on UFC Wired and Unleash, and I have it saved on my TiVo. And two of them I won't delete. I keep it on there. So whenever I just want to watch some MMA that's going to be good, and I know it is, boop, I pop that wow. on. Wow! So. I agree with you. It's one of the best fights I've ever seen. But. Trying to think of a fight that was also, you know, important in terms of Quentin Jackson Henderson. I thought, yeah, the Quentin Jackson Henderson fight was good. I don't think it was exciting. I'd say St. Pierre and Kostek was pretty impressive. How St. Pierre just played a total MMA game, but that wasn't the most exciting either. About to go with for fight of the year. I agree with you with Clay Guida and Tyson Griffin being just an exciting non-stop action fight but I'm going to have to go with uh, some of the more monumental fights let's see here I'm going to say Dan Henderson and Rampage was a great display of total MMA skill you know both number of good strikers but Dan Henderson's not the most polished striker but he was still slugging there and Rampage showed a great fight for both of them going back and forth between slugging the wrestling the groundwork so I thought that was impressive I would say Pierre was impressive showing his total MMA game against Koscheck. he was able to prevent an all-American wrestler from dumping him and then I thought Anderson Silva's destruction of Rich Franklin was just you know impressive so who would you pick as the fighter of the year um, it's pretty tough. I'm going to have to go with Rampage and Silva splitting it. Yeah, Third would probably be the uh, 40-year-old that Joe Lozon beat at the <laughs> Ultimate Fighter. You got to let go of that smurf thing. Pay-per-view of it. All right, well, <laughs> next year I'll forget about him. So you guys are opening up American Top Team. We're not going to talk about it for 10 minutes like we did last time. American Top Team Longwood coming soon but Altamont Springs Longwood area yes sir what do you think about some of these other schools you we were talking about before the Billy Shakes column on um, code3fightclub.com where he's basically bashing a lot of these karate schools that are putting on jujitsu classes and MMA classes when they're being run by their five star black belt magic master karate guy of the spinning heel kick that could be 140 degree double kick whammy boards <laughs> just kidding I don't know what I'm talking about <laughs> what about the drunken master oh. technique that could be very effective in MMA yeah I mean uh you're having to fight someone he has a stroke and then you land a 360 spin kick while he's already dead you <laughs> probably won the fight <laughs> now anyway, I have, in terms of these schools uh, I see where they're coming
coming from. I mean, kind of like how boxing feels threatened, even though it shouldn't, because boxing is a good sport in itself. The karate schools and taekwondo schools, you know, they're losing a lot of students to people that realize there's more realistic martial arts out there. There's no, you know, in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with karate or taekwondo, because taekwondo is good for kids. It gets them athletic, flexible. Karate keeps kids disciplined. In terms of that 18-year-old to 35-year-old male that really wants to learn how to fight, who wants to take mixed martial arts. So the karate schools just want to be able to bring those students in so they claim to know MMA. And basically, uh, I don't know, they read some books, take some seminars, and then they claim to be MMA instructors. I just hope that, you know, a smart enough consumer can realize that, you know, you don't need to learn a cartwheel into a swing pseudo baloney turkey leg five forty jump back kick as part of MMA. <laughs> what the heck was that? I I know, was... I'm just trying to think of some of the moves I used to learn in karate when I was twelve <laughs> and I thought I could one day beat Bruce Lee so that if I got to Bruce Lee's level I'd still lose in the ring. <laughs> when you thought that Chuck Norris versus Bruce Lee would is, would be the just greatest match ever. Yeah, I did. When <laughs> I saw that movie, Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee, I think <laughs> three times, and immediately, uh, <laughs> Dude, you immediately made... joined the next karate school next to math. <laughs> You're gonna put us in a different category on iTunes, because. <laughs> We're supposed to be on the family friendly side. <laughs> but luckily. Well, <laughs> you know what? Probably no one would even notice if I didn't laugh or <laughs> make, uh, bring attention to it, but whatever. They'll just change our rating or whatever, put us under the dirty section. Because Joey said. I honestly hope that they don't put, like, a bad name on MMA. To, like say some random person that tries to join their school and think that's an MMA school. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't want some person to go to this karate school expecting to learn MMA and they learn nothing. And then they never want to join an MMA school ever again because they think they might be wasting their money. That's the only fear I have with the karate schools opening up MMA programs, honestly. Hey guys, what's going on? Dude, you're totally not cool enough to hang out with us. Sorry, you gotta do something else. You're pathetic. What should I do now? No one wants to hang out with me. I'm a loser. Got a case of the uncool? We've got your remedy. Check it out at www.code3fightclub.com. Pick up your official Code 3 Fight Club t shirt today. Now that I've got my Code 3 shirt, no one will question my coolness ever. Dude, he's so gonna get all the girls. Whoa, he's like a rock star. Oh, just like Look him. at that shirt. www.code3fightclub.com Check out www.switchfighter.com Throw these threads on. You make the boys looking green with envy and the girls weak at knees. www.switchfighter.com Christmas tree and
Let's switch gears to the NFL. There's some big news going on there. Uh, recent death with the Washington Redskins. As you know, I, I'm a big Washington Redskins fan. I've been watching them and rooting for them my whole life since I grew up there. But, um, yeah, I knew a lot about Sean Taylor and how important he was to the defense. Basically, ever since he got injured three weeks ago, the defense has been slumping quite a bit. But anyway, with regards to his death, I think it's a little bit more than just a common burglary. Obviously, I'm no detective, but, I mean, eight days before he was murdered, there was a butcher knife left on his bed, and then the night that he was murdered, nothing was robbed, and there were three people in the house with him, his girlfriend and his daughter, and they weren't injured at all. He was shot at twice, and then the person left without stealing anything. So, not Inspector Gadget, but... So how about the Patriots, baby? <laughs> They're kicking some butt. I thought the Eagles were going to be their kryptonite. I was scared for the first time this season that they were going to lose. Yeah, I think uh, the Patriots are still the favorite. But um, the Eagles kind of, you know, gave a blueprint for other teams to go against the Patriots and try to do their own special sneaky plays against the Patriots. Sneaky means throwing to the inside. It just might be able to beat the Patriots. Plus, I believe in karma and the the way the Patriots have been running the score up on people. I think uh, it might backfire and hurt them in the long run. Oh, come on. You can't tell me that they should just sit back like it's pee-wee, popcorn football, and go, oh, well, we're winning by three touchdowns. Let's not make any more good plays. John, uh, I mean... First of all, I love the Patriots. I have three other players on my fantasy football team. But uh, if they're winning by five touchdowns, I think they can sit their starters. Have a happy holiday and an awesome new year. Later. Okay, Alvin. Alvin. Alvin! Club Radio.